0: The Mix Room with Genelec. Today we're welcoming Year Elizar Glockman onto the podcast, a film composer and musician based in Berlin who's here to talk about the brand new Netflix thriller Reptile, starring Benicio Del Toro, Justin Timberlake, Alicia Silverstone and Michael Pitt. Welcome along today then. How are you doing this morning?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much. I know um you're a busy man. You've got a lot going on, well, in your work life and personal life, obviously, as we discussed off air, the happy news. So um I know you're very busy. So let's talk about Reptile, which is out very soon. Um, So by the time this interview is out, uh, it'll be out everywhere on Netflix. So I'm imagining a lot of people are going to see this. Um I've only seen the trailer, obviously, because it's not out yet, but I'm getting some, you know, true detective sort of style vibes, which is only a good thing as far as I'm concerned. So for anyone listening, the synopsis is, following the brutal murder of a young real estate agent, a hardened detective attempts to uncover the truth in a case where nothing is as it seems, and by doing so dismantles the illusions in his own life. So I'm already in just from that description. That sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. The cast is great. Benicio Del Toro, Justin Timberlake, Alicia Silverstone, many others. So when were you first brought on to this project and, you know, hearing what it was about and seeing the cast? Was it an immediate yes for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, it was a no-brainer, especially, I'm, I'm a huge uh, Benicio Del Toro fan, so I got to to stare a lot. His face and his playing and performance <laughs> is ab- absolutely amazing. And, you know, when you're scoring uh, to picture, you really spend hours upon hours with the picture. You, you could be... You know working on one cue and on one scene uh, for a couple of days in a row so you you really get you study each um actor's performance uh, so that that was a privilege and, and a really nice thing to do but uh it was really really a nice experience also working with grant singer who's um first time i mean he's a very well-known uh, film uh, like a music video director he's been working with big artists such as The Weeknd and Taylor Swift and, you know, really amazing uh, artists. But that's his first uh, feature film. So it was really interesting to collaborate on that because he also has a really understanding uh, of music and big, vast uh, knowledge of references and different kind of music genres and, and film scores. So it was really also cool to just geek out on on various kind of music
0: mm. and what were the immediate ideas that came to you in terms of how to approach the music when you for instance I don't know how you saw it if you saw the script or like you said you were scoring to pitch it was there something that immediately came to you that thought oh this is going to work
1: um I, I think a lot of the ideas came when I started watching the The materials and realizing how atmospheric everything is and um and also the characters and and the arc of the movie in a way is really this kind of murder mystery where everyone's kind of suspect and i was really um minded of how how could i mirror it and reflect that in the music that's um first of all things are not the way they seem but especially of like how could I not interfere or, or k- keep the perception of, of all the suspects, so to speak, open and in a way uh, not give too much? And uh, this is when I decided, because of also the atmospheric feel of this movie, to, to really focus on kind of like more abstract. And, and there is a lot of deception in the movie. And so it was really interesting to, to work with abstractions and much more like focus on textural elements and spatial elements um, to kind of tap into slightly more complex emotions and feelings compared to um, working with uh, more traditional harmonic and melodic content. Um, even though I still worked a lot with with string uh, players, we recorded uh, a string orchestra, but it was really important for me how I can like, also use some vocabulary and references from you know old film noir scores but also in a way deconstruct them and transform their sounds to something more abstract and unfamiliar
0: Mm. and do you have a go-to instrument that you turn to to immediately get your ideas down Are you someone that rushes to say the piano just to get the ideas out or the guitar or whatever it may be
1: yeah i mean a piano is always great um to sketch out more harmonic and melodic ideas, but my main instrument is upright bass. I play upright bass for for many years. I study uh, playing uh, classical music and orchestral playing, but uh, I actually use the bass uh, as the main source of sounds to a lot of my projects. I, I kind of have my own artistic practice when I release music um, and research a lot about like extended playing techniques and different miking techniques and uh that became like the main source of of material so for instance even in this score there is uh, a whole level of of slightly more percussive more driving and propelling cues um, which all the drumming that sounds like drumming is is actually just the upright bass uh, finding ways to to kind of create more percussive elements on that instrument. So the bass is always uh, kind of like my go-to uh, instrument and the source of uh, the sonic palette and the instrument I feel the most uh, kind of at home while playing.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so obviously, you've um, you've collaborated on two Oscar-winning soundtracks, Joker and All Quiet on the Western Front. These are films I think most people have seen uh, because they were so fantastic and well received. So how how did Reptile compare to these? I know obviously you were collaborating on those ones, and obviously you were taking the lead on Reptile. But in terms of how you approached it, um, how different was it to work on Reptile?
1: Yeah. So like I mentioned before, for for um, both. Hildur's uh, score to Joker and Volker's score to All Quiet on the Western Front. Both of those have been invited to to kind of record and perform as a bass player, with, with the exception of, of bringing those kind of unique sound palettes off the bass, slightly more untraditional playing um, with All Quiet in the Western Front. Those kind of percussive and really raw materials are the one that are being brought. And, um, I think with, with reptile it was just an opportunity to delve deeper into this kind of sonic language and and to expand on it um, and to to come with something unique and and uh, of my own compared to to fit into already existing uh, scores so to speak. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, as you mentioned before, so Grant Singer, who's the director. Um, He's known for music video work. So for anyone listening, artists like Sam Smith, The Weekend, Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, Camila Cabello, so huge artists, massive music videos. So this is first uh, feature film directorial debut. So with that in mind, did he have a strong connection to working in the world of music already with his past work? So, you know, is there a specific vision for how he wanted the score to sound for Reptile?
1: Yes, he had many, many references and ideas, and we were able to like throw um, back and forth different ideas and and to shift them. But he, he has an understanding of uh, a very vast understanding of of the role of music, even though you know working on music videos, those are uh, the, the, in a way music is the main thing that's being predetermined for a director. But I think even though. Um, uh, as a music video director, you, you don't, you're not in charge of the music, of course, yeah. but you have, you, you respond to music. So he is he's, uh, he's very sensitive to sound and music overall. So it was very interesting and unique uh, kind of experience working together with him.
0: Okay. And I've seen, you know, from what you've said to me, you've really leaned into this film noir element. So um, I'm immediately suspicious of uh, Alicia's character or any woman <laughs> in this now I know that but in terms of the music um so what music do you associate with film noir is it mainly jazz you know like as the just the traditional films or um you know and how did you interpret your vision of what film noir should sound like for this modern film
1: yeah I mean obviously there are a lot of like you know whether it's uh you know Bernard Herrmann scores to Hitchcock films or I think Grant was really um Inspired by um, Kubrick's *The Shining*, which is is not a film noir per se, but a lot of uh, there there was a lot of uh, references to uh, Penderecki and different 20th century composers. Uh, so for me, it's more about a feeling. Uh, I mean, there are certain vocabulary, certain type of like harmonic progression or. Uh, um scales or, or this type of of kind of vocabulary to to draw from, but for me, it's more about a specific feeling, and like i said before this this kind of like unease and deception and and in a way working in between um slightly more ambiguity regarding the key centers mm. you know not necessarily working with like major keys or minor keys, so in a way also not um Keep the perception, the point of view of the listener is also opening, and and also when you see something, you, you could find different meanings within it. You know, there are certain kind of harmonic framework that each listener can have, kind of like feel it different and interpret it differently. So, for me, it was more about focusing on that and and actually focusing on the kind of like materiality the the textural aspect of the sound as well so even though working with strings and vocals it was really important for me to bring this kind of slightly closer perspective where you really kind of hear more the materiality and the physicality of the sound whether it's uh, with string instruments suddenly you could reveal the the physicality of the instrument you know the metal strings uh vibrating uh, the friction of the bow um you know all all those aspects were kind of the main focus to kind of reveal those hidden sounds
0: Mm. and was there any kind of musical um styles that you were perhaps trying to avoid to do to avoid maybe being you know a cliche sound for a thriller or a film noir or um is it quite hard to avoid the types of musics we come to expect from certain genres.
1: I think um, it was always about contrasting certain things. So you suggest one thing and immediately bring something kind of contrasting and just opposing certain elements and in a way deconstructing those kind of sounds and expectations, but a lot of, of uh, a way for me to to kind of create a cohesive uh, language was to really work out of the same materials and the same um, orchestrations and in, in the instrumentations. The source, you know, whether I said before, it was the upright bass, but of of the ways of processing sounds, whether it be like analog processing um, techniques, like working with. Analog tape manipulations and, and stuff like that, that would be a way for me to kind of make it my own and, and kind of put my own fingerprint on those kind of like slightly more traditional approach to, to string writing.
0: And um, what was key that you needed to convey with the music in terms of a feeling of perhaps subtly revealing something about the characters to the audience?
1: I think, as I mentioned before, I, I kind of try to avoid giving away too much about the different characters because the main perception is, is of, of Benicio Del Toro's character. So it's more about, like, how could I mirror the arc of this character and this thing that all his um, understanding and uh, of his surrounding is changing and there is, like, this kind of feeling of claustrophobic as if things are closing in onto you. So I think uh, the score starts in one way where you're a bit more distant, a bit more um, familiar territories and slowly things are kind of like melting away and, uh, and, and being much more, um, you're much more confronted with the sound. The perspective is much closer. So that was more important for me to kind of like, try to accompany his uh, his kind of like path
0: and what was your favourite scene to score in this film or favourite cue um, for this particular film
1: uh, that's really changed a lot I guess it depends on the day but uh, there is like um uh, a montage uh, some sort of like I don't want to give too much uh, but uh, where Nicole talks about a dream a recurring dream um, that that's um, uh, a sequence I really enjoyed working on
0: Okay, no spoilers as it's uh, not out yet yeah. or it might be by the time this is out but still um, yeah, I don't want spoilers either because I'm definitely going to watch yeah. this <laughs> What about um, was there a, a scene that was a bit tricky in terms of how to approach the music for you that like you maybe took a few goes up
1: I think the opening sequence was something that we were trying to think about and and had multiple different kind of like interpretations because um we were working on on setting the mood right away and uh only later we were playing also with different like just opposing musics and how how to to keep um the, the opening uh sequence kind of like more neutral where you're not necessarily the, the when things are start shifting you're a bit more surprised so that in the end being used by like a, a tri- kind of like a Motown song um, but uh yeah that was something interesting to to also see the power of of how the music changes the, uh, your perception of the of the picture.
0: Mm. And um, so you collaborated with Arca for some of the vocal elements uh, for the score. So is it unusual for you to work with a vocalist on a score?
1: No, I, I worked with many um, artists and, and vocalists in the past. And, and um, you know, her sound and vocal approach and, and overall sounds are such a unique and have their context of their own. And uh, I can't wait for other people to to experience uh what she brought, because that's also expanded the whole score in a really unique way.
0: Okay. So when it lands on Netflix, uh, I'm not sure if it's the same in Germany as the UK. It might be the same day. Are you going to sit down with um, your family and watch it together?
1: Um, probably not right away. As I mentioned I have a little baby, like a 6 weeks baby. <laughs> so right now, <laughs> imagining watching a full film is, is a, it's, uh, feels pretty... Pretty <laughs> really unrealistic at okay. the moment.
0: You watch it in segments.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you've
0: probably already seen it, right?
1: Yeah, I've seen it multiple times. Okay.
0: <laughs> you know everything that's coming. Okay, great. Um, just quickly onto the, the studio side of things. So I know you've used Genelec speakers a lot in the past. I think you said when you're at university. So um, you know them very well. So when did you first become familiar with using Genelec?
1: I think the first time was in university. I studied in the UDK at the it's it's the University of the Arts in Berlin, and I was part of a generative art class. So focusing on sound arts, sound installations, and we were doing a lot of multi-channel compositions. So we had like a, a eight channel. Sound system, so that was the first time I experienced experimented with um, multi-channel composition and spatialization and moving things, sounds, or, and breaking out of uh, of stereo, um, in the stereo form of only two speakers. So that was a really interesting, important time for me, and also like in. I, I used to do, <clears throat> do many residencies in Stockholm at the EMS. It's the electronic music studio there. Um, and, um, at Stockholm, they used to have a place called Audiorama who had, uh, even bigger, um, was like a dome. I don't remember how many speakers, but it was probably around 30 something. And they were all channel X speakers. So I remember that experience of, uh, listening to this kind of like, um, multi-channel, like immersive, electroacoustic pieces in that space uh, was pretty, pretty uh, overwhelming.
0: Well, yeah, that sounds particularly memorable as well. And um, you know, given you're working in immersive and multi-channel, what was your impression of the x and how they sounded?
1: They were always very un- like unique. Like they, they had their very kind of like different approach, I think, and they always sounded cohesive to their own approach and uh but yeah those those were my impressions
0: all right um well i'm gonna let you go i know you have um a very small baby to take care of and (laughs) (laughs) uh, maybe some sleep to catch up on probably lots of other jobs as well maybe you're on your next project already are you allowed to speak about what you might be working on next or is that um Uh, under an nda at the moment
1: yeah, right now it's under wraps, but I mean, uh, I keep on working on my own artistic practice and working on albums and uh, co- collaborations. So there, there would be more coming up soon.
0: Okay, fabulous. All right, well, I wish you the best of luck with that. And I can't wait to see Reptile. Um, For anyone listening, please check it out and obviously pay attention to the music now that you've learned all about it. So thank you so much for joining us today. It's thank been such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you.